0: Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, Season 2, Episode 9, for Saturday the 26th of September, 2020. And coming up this week, it's been a good writing week, with over 12,000 words of my third Walker Bay Trilogy now polished off in the past seven days. Fall from Grace is almost ready for a proper edit, and the feedback is coming in thick and fast from beta readers for my November the 2nd release and we've completed the online check-in for our flights to Spain it's just a couple of weeks away now but are we gonna make it what with all the changes in the UK this week welcome to this week's podcast Uh, the sound I thought was alright last week so I'm back in the lounge which is really cold um, because the heating's off and it's quite a big lounge so um, I've got the tea to keep me warm my study is a lot warmer at the moment it's been a busy week of writing this week and I think I probably said this to you last week that the that the Spain stuff, although we're we're still chugging things along, the big work stops now until the first of October, which is when I get my storage unit, and uh, we've got rid of the car now. But we're, so we're picking up a higher van so that we could do all the shuffling around. So um, it's all a finely timed military execution, as all these sorts of things are. So really, until next Friday, Saturday. Uh, Saturday really is where we start to move stuff into storage so all I'm doing in between now and then is getting as much writing done of this book as I can and that's what I've been doing this week so I've managed to get uh, this week 13,347 words written and that breakdown was last Saturday 1,562, Sunday 1,706, on Monday I wrote 1,743 words, on Tuesday we hired a Uh, a van for the day and did lots of moves to the tip so I didn't do any writing on Tuesday, but on Wednesday, I wrote 1,423 words. Also had my flu jab, which I'd managed to book in at Boots. Now, these uh, are all in very high demand at the moment, in the over 50s, I think it is. I'm, what of I, 55 now? So uh, I always book mine privately. Uh, I like to have a flu jab anyway. I, I always have, even before COVID. Um, so my wife and I were getting these in the pot before we head out to Spain. Uh, Now, normally we'd be mopped up for free, I think, this year in our age group, but we've just gone and got them at Boots this year just to make sure we've got them before we head off. So that was uh, part of Wednesday. On Thursday, uh, I had a 5,000 word. Well, it wasn't quite 5,000 words, but my wife was working on Thursday. So I wrote 4,952 words on that day, and that brought my total up to 20,010 words. And then today, just before I recorded this, I've written 1,961 words, which brings my total words this week to 13,347. And the total number of words written in the first draft of Bound by Blood 21,971 so as you can tell that book is very well underway at the moment so I'll be writing my wife's working again tomorrow so it'll be head down and I'll write another 5,000 words and she's working or her work patterns are all over the place at the moment and we, I keep going through it I keep saying to her when are you working again I just can't retain the information because there's no pattern there but I think it's thursday she's writing next so i'll get another five thousand words done on on thursday but basically by the time i speak to you next week i hope to be at 40 i should be at 40 000 words of this book bound by blood the third in my trilogy and then it gets parked for 16 days while we actually clear the house empty the house clean the house make the move do the packing go to spain 16 days that'll take and then i will start to write it again and, and, and get ready to hit my deadlines I've also been editing this week so I've been editing Fall from Grace now that is now edited up to chapter 39 and there are 45 chapters in total. Uh, I've been roughly doing three chapters a day but sometimes if I've had uh, space and I and I felt like it and I've been able to separate it so for instance I might have edited three chapters in the morning and then in the evening I might have looked at my schedule and thought, well oh, actually I could do some this evening so I have actually been doubling up on days but I never do six chapters in a row I always make sure I'm coming to it um, fresh and enthusiastic when I'm doing editing so I've now got um, two more Days of three chapters so i'm not going to do it over the weekend uh, I'm, I'm i'm collapsing furniture <laughs> to, you know doing bits of bobs over the weekend uh, so i will be writing over the weekend but i'm not going to do any editing i will finish the editing of fall from grace book two on monday and tuesday of next week i then have three tweaking days which is wednesday thursday and friday It was due to be with Julie Cordner on the Sunday, but I think Julie will have it before then. Uh, I think, uh, Julie, if you're listening to this, you will have it by Friday, the 2nd of October at the latest, and you might have it a little bit earlier than that. And then that goes off to Julie. She will do her edit on it. It will go to the beta readers, and then it will get released on the 28th of November. So as I say, next Friday, next time I speak to you in the last podcast of this season, I will be telling you, I hope, that fall from grace is edited and off to Julie, and bound by blood is up to forty thousand words, and then I'm pausing it until we're in Spain and I can write again. So uh, I've been enjoying uh, fall from grace as I've been reading it, and the story. I've I've kind of just closed the story down now. When when I plan a story, if you think that I've. Planned three books in rapid succession. I don't have the kind of mind that can see every single detail and a lot of things come to me as I'm writing. So this is this kind of hybrid of pantsing and plotting that I'm using now and it's suited me extremely well. So I do plot the, the book, I know what's happening in every chapter, but often as I'm going along, little details occur to me, little fictional opportunities occur to me that, that make the story better. And I don't think there'll ever be a time when I can see absolutely all of those details at once, even if I do plan. It's it's just not the way I'm wired. And actually, I, I, I love that. I love those realisations as I'm writing. I like to, to join the dots up as I'm writing and see opportunities. It's how, for instance, I said to you last week that I'd had some inspiration for the third Morecambe Bay trilogy. And I, I had that while I was working on the second one. I just suddenly joined dots up and thought, oh, there's an opportunity. And, and so I do like that discovery element. I don't ever want to remove that, that discovery element, but it really does help me with the writing to have all this uh, planning done. It, it's going extremely well. Now, the other thing I've been processing this week is beta reader feedback. So I must have had about 10 to 15 back by now. Some of them are extremely detailed. And, and what tends to happen is after you get the first few f- through, you you know the the if there were I think there was a little extra full stop in one place which is probably something I'd left in there making changes and you know you you pick up on those things and, and the same people say the same thing after a while and then and, and the new information and comments that people give you becomes less and less and less but I, I had a couple of people this week who gave me some very detailed feedback and some of it was was stylistic it was very very good feedback. Um, sometimes about word choice and things like that. And I, I always like suggestions on word choice because I find that when I'm writing, I don't know whether you experience this, that I just, I almost run out of words sometimes. You know, I like my head's, that's it. That's all my head can offer. It's all I can offer is, is the words that I've got on the page. And then somebody will say, you know, maybe this is a better word or that's a better word. And you say, yeah, that's a way better word. I wish I'd thought of that. And so I've had a bit of beta feedback like that this week, and it's been really good, to be honest with you. So I've taken those on board. And with the beta feedback, what I'm doing is I, when I, I took the document from Julia, I moved it into Vellum and formatted it, and I gave my beta readers a Vellum file. But Obviously, it was the beta version of the Vellum file. And what I'm now doing is I'm, um, when I'm doing the beta reader changes, I'm opening up that vellum file and I'm making the changes directly into the final file uh, as I go along uh, so at the uh, 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 that will be ready to that, uh, that file at the end of it uh, subject to my last read which I'll do in Spain that will be the file that gets uploaded into Kindle but um, no it's been really good the, uh, you know you always with beta readers you always get um, you know some brilliant beta readers who just really add some great um, value and I've, I have got a couple of beta readers who who've, who've actually been beta reading for me for quite a time and they're so good, uh, and and their input is really valuable. Um, I've had lots of positive feedback. I haven't had anybody saying this is a bit of a an old dud. Pull. Um virtually everybody has said, you know, great book, can't wait for the next one uh you know and they they're really enjoying the story So, so that that that's good news and um most people are saying I can't wait for the next one which is kind of what I want to hear because the way I write my trilogies with cliffhangers and I know cliffhangers aren't for everybody but I don't care don't read them if you don't like cliffhangers I do warn you in the blurb that's how I sell books is, is with the cliffhangers and with, you know, the compelling plot lines. So, um, you know, my my view of of cliffhangers now is that I warn you in the blurb, if you don't like them, don't buy the book, you know, because um, I'm here to make money and to make sales. Um, you know, and I think the day we're completely driven by readers, when readers have the final say, uh, is not a good thing. The, you know, the, it's like the lunatics taking over the asylum at that point. You know, as, as the writer, you have to have... I think the final creative say it's your work. And uh, and on cliffhangers, I won't budge, um, you know, because I know I sell books uh, by having cliffhangers and and I get good read through on the books. So, um, yeah, it's been a busy, busy old week. And next week will be the same. And then, as I say, you will have this two weeks where the whole Spain thing either happens or it doesn't happen you know as I said to you the only reason we won't go is if we one of us gets COVID and we can't fly or the planes are grounded you know those that those are the two reasons really why we won't go um and even then if we get covid you know if it's light like covid <laughs> then, then we will take whenever it needs to recover and we'll not want to play it and go later and if it's heavy covid well that's a completely different ball game isn't it but um you know we're we're being very isolated my wife's work is extremely well organised she's very happy with the safety measures they've put in place Um, you know extremely happy with the safety measures they've put in place so um, we're we're not mixing with anybody uh, at all exposing ourselves to anything like pubs or restaurants or anything like that so I was going to say touch wood but as I was last week I'm perched on a cardboard packing box to do this I'll, I'll touch cardboard and hope that brings me some good luck But anyhow, all the plans are there. You know, we're all getting ready to go. I'm doing all the last minute stuff now. Let's just hope that uh, nothing comes that can change the plans. Okay, general news this week. I got an email yesterday at about this time, about lunchtime as I'm recording this, um, notifying me that the secret bunker in Fife has just bought another 20 paperbacks to put in the shop. It's the the gift that keeps on giving the secret bunker. Uh, they're, They're constantly buying books through the season. I dropped James a note at the secret bunker and uh, thanked him for buying the books and for his continued support and said, I hope everything's going well, you know, you've managed to salvage some kind of a season. And he was t- he sent me some of the numbers for the season, you know, basically saying obviously that it, it's been difficult and they had to close for part of the year. So, um, you know, it's it's difficult for everybody. Um, that one of the things about the real life secret bunker is I know that when it rains in their area it's actually good for them because of course they're underground in a bunker Uh, so so rain is actually really good for the secret bunker because it drives people to inside uh, visiting venues but anyhow um, you know even though it's been a much quieter season and they couldn't open for all of it we have there's another 20 paperbacks gone now it sounds like a lot but I can't remember. i only make about 20 quid out of that. It's not, it's not a lot of money. But by, my view is, is is what James has learned now is he just buys book one, which is what I would tend to recommend. When in, in the first, when, when he first got the books, I think he bought about 30, 30 of each. I think about 90 in all he bought at, at first. 90 of book one, book two, and book three. And I think what he found is, is that you get stuck with book twos and threes because a lot of people just buy book one. So what he tends to do now is he just buys book one and sells those in the shops. Well, I'm quite happy with that, because it's what I was saying to you about trilogies a few moments ago. You know, It's got a cliffhanger in, and if you enjoy the story, you'll either go online and buy the digital version, or you'll, you'll go and buy the paperback version. But it's really just the beginning of my sales funnel, as far as I'm concerned. So as ever, I remain very grateful to The Secret Bunker. Uh, you know, I wish I could tell you that that was strategy and planning on my part. It was complete coincidence, but it really has worked extremely well for me, that, that relationship with The Secret Bunker in Fife. I can't remember where we were up to last time I told you about the number of reviews on my 12-pack of thrillers. Now, this is the 12-pack that has done really well and made all that income over the summer. When I looked at it this week, it's up to 675 reviews in the UK now. 675 reviews on a 12-pack of thrillers. That's a lot of people consumed it, isn't it, when you think that most people don't leave reviews. And it's averaging, and this is in the UK, uh, I think that's where I've got most reviews, it's averaging at a 4.5 in the UK. So I'm I'm very pleased by that. And of course now, I'm thinking, hmm. when I start to promote that again, can we get that to 1,000? Do you imagine having 1,000 reviews on a book? I've constantly looked at amazing authors that I follow like uh, LJ Ross, and Mark Edwards and looked at the number of reviews they've gotten and and until now I just haven't even been able to contemplate going to a four-figure level of reviews it just seems so far away you know those reviews are so hard to get but to be at 675 is quite tantalizing and I'm thinking now right we've got to be able to push that to a thousand wouldn't that feel like something to have a thousand reviews I'm particularly pleased because it's a 4.5 average now That's 12 out of 13 of my thrillers and and to have a a kind of an average 4.5 review across 12 books. I'm really pleased by that. I'm quite happy with that. Um, It's very, very, very pleasing from a sort of writing point of view couple of things um, just to mention, just general news, really. Um, I, I did say in the introduction that we've now checked in for our flights. You could do online check-in. So, yeah, I've checked in for our flights. I've printed out the, the boarding passes. We're, we're making this flight. As, as easy as we can I don't want to touch the side I don't want to be lugging bags around I like want to keep away from everybody put my mask on do the flight and get out there as easily as I can so we've got one of these fast track passes um, you know for the um, security checks and everything and I've, I've put all all the bags are going in the hold um, rather than us you know lugging anything I just want to go through with a, a shoulder bag with a kindle in it and a mobile phone I'm not lugging stuff around. I want this to be as stress-free as possible, these flights, if we actually get to make them. So um all the paperwork's printed now. We've got um a pickup at the airport that takes us to the first apartment that we're staying in for a couple of weeks before we go down to the villa. So um yeah, it's all and, and the other thing is is um, in one of the rooms that's clear now, we've got our suitcases and I've moved my clothes and I'm moving stuff into the suitcase now so that I can start to weigh them and get a sense of of what I'll be able to take and whether I need to throw anything out now again when we travel to Spain when we've gone for a month we've always just um, we travel very light and very efficiently and I've only ever taken uh, luggage that you can put in the racks I've never put anything in the hole before all the family travel with just a small case And, and my wife's brilliant at packing and we bring a laptop and readers and tech and things. And, that, and that's always done us, even for a month. You know, I only need two pairs of jeans, a load of shirts, you know, underwear, laptop. <laughs> I can live on very little. Uh, but this time, it feels quite funny for us to be bringing big cases as well. But of course, you know, we're out there for over, I think we're there for six months. It depends on whether we get our paperwork. We'll be there for five months if we don't get our paper paperwork. We'll be there for six months or possibly more if we do get our paperwork. So, you know, there's very many ifs buts and babies, but it felt like a real line in the sand this week checking in online and printing out those boarding passes and those passes for the uh, security check so very excited about that and I put another couple of bags in the hole I said to my wife I don't want to be dragging bags around you know I really just want to just get through there safely Uh, because that the the flight is kind of the most exposure uh, other than my wife's work which obviously we have to do the flight is the most uh, voluntary exposure we've had since coronavirus we've been really quite diligent about not exposing ourselves you know since uh, March so um this week um, is my quarter three goals review and um, we've got two more podcasts in this season now so it's pretty well the end of quarter three it'll be the end of quarter three next week so i've split it this way because i wanted to review quarter three this week and then i'll tell you what's happening in quarter four and beyond next week because i pretty well know what i'm doing for the next year now i, I mentioned to you that I, I thought i was going to run concurrently with the next Walker bay trilogy and I think I am, I've had sufficient income now from the BookBub promos to buy all sorts of extra bits, plus, um, you know, like the laptop and things like that. And I've got my, I've got the the edit costs in the pot now for next year. I've got all my editing money in the pot for next year. So my whole year now in terms of salary, uh, software expenses and editing and book cover expenses, it's, it's, it's all earned now up front for 2021 and that book bub has obviously been responsible for that and continues to be responsible for that so it's a nice position to be in but i'll talk you through what's happening next week in my quarter four preview. So let's have a look back then at quarter three, my goals review, what's been achieved in quarter three. And at the beginning of the year, you know, when kind of COVID struck, it was it, I think it was about February, wasn't it really, when it was beginning to look serious in this country. And then March when it was really, really serious. And then we, we went into lockdown on my birthday, which was uh, 23rd of March. Um, You know, I, at that point, it was very very uncertain at that time I really wasn't sure what I'd get done this year but I am quite comfortably going to write and release six books this year and the funny thing is that's a quiet year for me I mean that is totally achievable for me doing those six books six uh, books three fiction and three non-fiction you know written produced edited and uh, published this year so that feels like a pretty good little tally to me and I would say that you know six books that's a that's, that's been a very, very comfortable uh, writing rate for me this year. So let's go through what has been achieved then in quarter three. So, quarter three is what? One month of those, I'm just trying to think June. So, it's July, August, September, isn't it? July, August, and September. So, um, of course, I finished writing, trust me, once, and we got the edit done. Uh, that's uh, with beta readers and, and ready to release. It could actually be released right now. It's been beta-read and updated so much. It could actually be released now. Um, I made a little change during the week to the blurb for that book. And I I hadn't had a file uploaded before, but I uploaded the file this week that had been beta-read. And I just said to my wife when I did it, I said, actually, that's safe to release now. It's had enough pairs of eyes over it. But I won't release it until it's had my pairs, my pairs my pair of eyes over it. Uh, which I'll do in Spain after the 16th of October so I'll just give it one last read just to be sure it's good to go and then off it will go so trust me once ready to go fourth of grace plotting and writing I did in this in this quarter so the whole plot and and the whole writing the 75,000 words was done during this quarter and of course because it'll be finished next Friday just after quarter three I'll have the my edit done as well my my edit will be completed so Fall From Grace has been completely turned around within this quarter and then I've also done the plotting for Bound by Blood and I've started writing Bound by Blood and again I think it's the 2nd of October next Friday I'll be up to 40,000 words as good as at the end of, of quarter three so that feels like a pretty productive fiction writing month particularly when I said to you when we were struck by Covid that I felt really anxious about writing fiction. I wasn't sure whether I'd be able to write fiction when I was so distracted. And that's why I had that momentary turn to writing those non-fiction books. I'm really pleased about that. And also, I'm really pleased that I'm able to do 5,000 word days like I was doing beforehand when my wife is out at work. So I feel like I'm back to full strength as far as writing fiction is concerned now also during this quarter I completed my editing of The Forgotten Children so remember I'd also gone through the whole of my Don't Tell Meg trilogy and and edited it and republished it so the whole trilogy was then republished and interestingly my mum's reading that right now she got to the naughty scene the other day and I said to her "Um, how are you getting on with the scene and she said (laughs) oh it's quite spicy isn't it and I said well you know I let you into a secret I said I've actually toned that down since I did my edit because when I did the edit of it um, earlier in the year I came back to it after not looking at that book for about three years and I thought blimey that was a bit spicy that was I'm, I'm amazed I wrote that so I had toned it down a little bit I'd kept it in because it needed it in the plot but um, it's still quite spicy but I can remember when I was um, doing my my corporate job one of the ladies in the office read it and I know it was being passed around and they were <laughs> all making comments to me about the saucy scenes in my books and they they they, they wouldn't have thought we capable of it so yeah, it's certainly a talking point in those books, and I was laughing about it with my mum the other day. I said, "There's another one coming up in the next one, so you know, just be ready for that." But they're, they're you know, they're, they're still they're not bad. I mean, blimey, we were watching a 15 film the other day, and I and I and I said to my wife, um, you know, I would I I wouldn't put that in a 15 film, you know, knowing what we let our kids watch or what we didn't let them watch. I thought that to me that's not suitable for a 15 film. So you know the standards and the levels of this change all the time i wouldn't have said my books are any worse than a 15 personally they're certainly not 18. so anyhow that's that's don't tell meg we got that republished and back out again and hoping to get a book bub on that of course i listed all my books wide so this is this was temporary for the thrillers it was a temporary listing um three months uh or so wide just so i could get left for dead on a book bub which i've done now so I'm going to have one more try at Don't Tell Meg and then they're going back into KDB select and I'm going back into promoting my box sets and that 12 pack over Christmas and New Year uh, because you know that's been the most lucrative thing I've done recently so I want to get back to that but I only wanted to get back to it once I had a book, book bub on left for dead and I do I would like to squeeze one more out on Don't Tell Meg if I can but I'm not going to force it if I don't get the next one that I um that I list that's when it's listed wide it'll just have to be hard luck and i'm going everything's going back into kdp select with the thrillers There with the sci-fi as i said to you last week because i got this sticking point with book and that they won't let me list the secret bunker in in the sci-fi books and i don't want it in horror i don't care what they say i don't want it in horror so we're at a bit of a is it an impasse on that one i think that's how you say the word so on passe, on passé impasse i think it is um and I'm, I'm going to try for the grid, and uh, I think I've got two more tries of the grid, and then I'll list that, I'm going to, if I can't get a book bub on the sci-fis, I'm going back into KDB Select, and then I'm going to push the budget, and see if I can make that seven pack go, because that seven pack of, of sci-fis has been reviewed really well, and I'm sort of thinking, hmm, maybe I ought to give that another little push. And then also, um, my non-fiction were listed wide as well, uh, so I'll I'll tell you more about the non-fiction next week when I'm talking about my goals the other thing I did in quarter three is I've been all through my websites and updated them, brought them up to date made sure the 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 book covers are right and all the latest books and preview books are listed so uh, that felt good that was a sort of housekeeping thing that had slipped by the wayside I was really pleased to get that done I set up a limited company <laughs> of course um, in April so I'm now a limited company whether I'll continue to be a limited company I don't know but I have to say I'm getting on right with it I this crunch software that I'm using th- there's always pain when you make change there's always pain and uh, you know red tape pain paperwork it's a nuisance but I'm using this crunch software and I've gone through the learning curve with that, and I now know how to issue my own dividends. I'm now issuing um, salary to my wife, uh, and that and the software automatically notifies the Inland Revenue, and it generates a salary slip for my wife for our records. And I've, I've kind of gone through all these teething problems, working out how all this stuff works, and. Um, And also with crunch, rather than having an accountant, if I have accountancy queries, I could just raise them through the customer representative and they, they put it, you know, to whoever. And field the question and you get a full answer back and if you need to you jump on a call with somebody so it's like having an accountant but not having an accountant and it's suiting me really well at the moment I'm getting on really well with it and having gone through the pain barrier I'm thinking to myself joy it might just be easier to leave leave it as a limited company uh, because this is working so well for me um, but we'll see but uh, I am now a limited company, and you know certainly for this year, I'm getting on well with it. So I have a question mark as to whether that will continue into next year's tax year. But the other question mark about all that, of course, is that is we like Spain and decide to stay there. I'll be moving my tax over to the Spanish system at that point, because I'm only allowed to spend six months in Spain. And then I either have to get back to the UK, um, or I, I, it's 180 days, I think it is, um, 180 183 days something like that um, so if I spend 180 days in Spain I have to start paying tax there and um, so um, I have actually already checked this with my BBC pension I've got all the paperwork to switch it uh, the pension to Spain if I need to um, but also I'd have to switch the business to Spain as well so who, who, who knows who knows it's all it's all in flux these things also I created the mailing list scrapbooks for Don't Tell Meg and Left for Dead now I haven't really done a promo on Don't Tell Meg yet but I can tell you it's working really well for Left for Dead you know the scrapbooks I gave so it's Charlotte's Walker Bay scrapbook and you register for the email and there's all sorts of prompts for it in the books and then you get this scrapbook it's just a you know it's just a PowerPoint presentation basically but it's nicely presented uh, with photographs of locations in the books and that's going really really well it's worked very well what I'm interested to see and um, the don't tell Meg one hasn't really taken off yet because I haven't really done anything with don't tell Meg since I put that one in you know I've just getting dribs and drabs so I'd be really interested to get a book bub on don't tell Meg to see if I that also brings in the subscribers but I can say to you that you know rather than just saying sign up for my list and I'll send you a boring email every week you know which is never attractive to anybody frankly um, getting their email address by offering them that scrapbook is showing really good signs of early success Um, so I recommend that too if you could use a system like that also in this quarter quarter three I started season two of this podcast and season two will end next week. And next week, when I'm telling you about my quarter four goals, I'll talk to you more about what's happening with this podcast. So um, I also got that book bub on Left for Dead, and I did the associated marketing work round there. Now, it hasn't made the 5,000 pounds, or it hasn't yet made the 5,000 pounds that the, the uh, what was it, the Don't Tell Meg promo did for me first time. I always said to you that they were very lucrative, those. And, and a lot of people say, you know, there's nothing quite like a BookBub. A lot of people say they're not as good as they used to be. I would say if I had to put a number on it, it's about 3000 so far, maybe a little bit more, not 5000 yet, but we're only a month in. So over time, we might get there. But you know, clearly, I've had a really good month on uh, draft digital this month. Um, you know, I've, I've earned more on uh, Google Play than I have for a long time. And, um, and obviously, you know, Amazon is always the gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? So um, you know but it, it certainly let's put it this way I'm not at all unhappy with how that bug bug went and the income it brought in because it actually has allowed me to hit my financial targets at the end of September and the financial targets were to be achieved by the end of October so I'm a month ahead of my present financial target so it's it's allowed me to to do that at least So the other thing I did um, is I launched and promoted the 10-pack version of my Thriller box set. Now, the reason I did that, if you recall, it's like having to remember plot points in Game of Thrones this, isn't it, listening to this podcast? But if you recall, I had the 12-pack Thriller book, which was going really, really well. And then I made an update to it, but Amazon won't let me sell it for 99 pence or cents. And I think that's because... They, um, they're they paying the download costs in it, and it's probably not profitable. So they forced me into making it 125, and of course that's not as an attractive price to sell it at. So to counteract that, I made a 10-pack version of the thrillers with all the very best reviewed books in it, and I priced that at 99 pence or cents. Now that really barely had time to take off b- before I, I went wide again with it. But when I go back into KDP Select, I will be pushing the 10-pack version as well probably to a different thriller audience. What I'm going to have to do is split the audiences slightly differently so that I can see which works better and sells better, the 10-pack or the 12-pack. See, the problem with the 12-pack is, although I can't price it at 99 pence and cents, which is what I'd like to do, it does now have 675 reviews and counting on it. So it looks pretty darn good, you know, if you're a buyer and you check it out and it's got that many reviews on it. So, you know, I, I, I may... I may just have to stick with the twelve pack and, and and just hope that that kind of the the reviews counteract the the price. We'll see, but um, you know that was another thing that got done anyway. The ten pack thriller box set, and then plus you know from a personal point of view in this quarter, uh, as you know, as well as doing all of these things, we've been getting ready for Spain, and like I said earlier, that's like a military operation. You, you know, we have to have private insurance out there. Um, you know we have to book the flights have to book the accommodation um you know i've had to sort out a, ban- a spanish bank account so that we can have um holdings in euros when we come to do our paperwork we've had to chase appointments at the local town halls to get our padron and then you know get our paperwork so there's, there's all this sort of organization going on as well i have uh, dropped off my children at university three children at university, I've played Scrabble with my mum, I haven't counted up the number of times but I'm still playing Scrabble with my mum um, because although she's able to get out a little bit you know clearly it's still not safe for her to, to mix, she's mixed in a very limited way with some friends but you know she's still very very wary of uh, mixing and I I concur with that she's she's 82 and I just don't think it's safe for you know my mum to be gallivanting so she does a shop she has a mask on she goes to so the nearest town and she goes to uh, the bigger market town that's about a 20 minute half hour drive away so she's out, you know. She is out and about, but it is a lot quieter for her. So I want to keep playing Scrabble with my mum and checking it in. It's it's actually it's more than Scrabble because I'm sitting in there and I'm able to um, sort things out for her. I ordered her some new face masks the other day online, and um, what else have we done? I, you know, I'm always ordering bits and bobs for her online and sorting things out. I renewed a what was it a car uh, driving license for her online. We managed to do so. You know, we sort all those little things out as well. And I, and I I don't really want to stop doing that. So uh, it fits in well with my schedule. You know, the writing's getting done. I've still managed to do six books this year. So I'm going to keep playing Scrabble with my mum until things get back to normal. So I think by the time we're done, we're going to be up to a couple of hundred games of Scrabble by the time we finish. We must be well over 150, 160 by now. I'm sure we will be. Um, and also, of course, I've been running. Now, um, the running is pr- proving problematical. I'm really missing running with people. I never thought that I would... Uh, you know need, need to be running among people I, I never thought that was something I needed um, but but I do and I really miss the park runs and I really miss my runs on Sunday at the nature reserve and the evening runs I was doing there's something about running with people and, and timing it and, and getting results it gamifies it and it makes it much easier to keep up but I have I, I'm doing my running still but I've been struggling with it and I, I think the big success actually of, of the summer I've just had to cut myself some slack with it, because also, of course, I'm extremely busy. And where we run, there's a lot. There's a, all the school kids are there in the morning now. I don't want to run through school kids, so it, I, I have cut back the am- amount of runs that I'm doing. I'm only getting a couple in a week now, and and, and the times have started to slip as well. But I, I'm looking forward to getting back to it in Spain. I'll be doing a lot more running when we get to Spain, and obviously the weather's a lot nicer as well um, in Spain. But uh, yeah, I have been struggling uh, with the 5Ks, uh, struggling really with the times. The big success I think was was working with my wife to get her up to 5k runs now and again we did one together on Sunday and she had a really good run and and, you know she would say to you that there was no way in her life she ever thought she would be able to do a 5k run and it's really nice to be able to go out for a run together now and do that you know that's the huge achievement of summer is um sort of encouraging and getting my wife to run and it's something that we can do together now uh as we will be doing this weekend so long as it doesn't pour with rain so yeah the, the the running is just on a you know is on is on life support just because I have to do the books and I have to get packed um when we have the hire car next Friday I'm going to go to the nature reserve to do runs there as well so I'll start to build it up and then when we get to Benidorm I should probably be running every day there in Dogs. I love running up and down the beach. It's absolutely beautiful first thing in the morning. So I'll probably be doing that every day. And I expect it to pick up again in Spain. But, you know, like everything with writing, with life, with interruptions, just sometimes you just have to cut yourself some slack. And, and that's what I've done really with the 5Ks, the runs. Okay, thanks very much for listening. Those were my quarter three achievements next week. I'll have my quarter four and beyond goals. Have a great week of writing. Speak to you soon. You can check out the show notes and listen to the back catalogue episodes at paulteague.com forward slash podcast. If you've heard something that's helpful to you in your author business and you'd like to support the show, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Paul Teague. That's it for this week's show. Thanks very much for listening and I hope you have a great week of writing. From me, Paul Teague, bye-bye for now.